This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Lilly Oncology. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BreastCancer.org podcast. I'm Jamie DiPolo, Senior Editor at BreastCancer.org. We're on location at the 2017 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. My guest is Dr. Debu Tripathi, Professor of Medicine and Chair of the Department of Breast Medical Oncology at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Dr. Tripathi presented research on using Kiskali to treat premenopausal and perimenopausal women with advanced stage or metastatic hormone receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer in conjunction with temporary ovarian suppression and tamoxifen or an aromatase inhibitor. And this was in the Mona Lisa 7 study. Dr. Tripathi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jamie. So tell me, why is this study important? What, why did you think that using Kiskali to treat premenopausal or perimenopausal women would be important? Well, first of all, a significant number of patients with metastatic breast cancer are in fact premenopausal, and that number may be slightly going up over time. In this country, it's estimated that about 20% of patients are premenopausal, and in other parts of the world, it's even more. This is the first trial that was actually dedicated to women who were premenopausal, and the biology is different. The presence of estrogen uh, creates for a different tumor environment. Uh, We've known for many years that uh, patients who are younger do have more aggressive breast cancer, uh, and the drugs that we use may work differently. So it was very important to design a study dedicated exclusively to this patient population so we could have the statistical power to make conclusive statements. In addition, tamoxifen, which is commonly used in premenopausal patients, has not been tested in combination with any of the CDK4-6 inhibitors like Kiskali or Ibrantz. So this was the first trial to uh, compare uh, those drugs as well in combination. Okay, that brings up a couple questions for me. One, I know in your study ovarian suppression was used, um, and I'm assuming that's because there was an aromatase inhibitor involved. If uh, a woman were being treated with tamoxifen and Kiskali, do you still need the ovarian suppression? At the current time, you do. This study was designed for everybody to have ovarian suppression, including patients on tamoxifen. And there was a study done about 17 or 18 years ago that actually looked at either tamoxifen or ovarian suppression or a combination of the two. And it turns out that a combination of the two was most effective. So it is generally assumed that no matter what drug you use, even even tamoxifen, which is used in premenopausal patients, that ovarian suppression does add to the benefit. Okay, I see. Now, was in your study, was Kiskali used as a first treatment for the, men- the metastatic disease, or was it after the cancer had progressed while being treated with something else? It was used as first treatment. Uh, in this study, patients could not have received prior endocrine or hormonal therapy for advanced breast cancer. They could have used it for early stage in the past. It did allow one cycle of chemotherapy. Sometimes patients are treated with chemotherapy first, and it was only a minority of patients in the study, but up to one chemotherapy for advanced breast cancer was allowed, but no hormonal therapy. Okay. And now your study, the results seem very good. Um, The progression-free survival was longer, Um, and I know It sounds like you need more follow-up to determine whether overall survival will be improved? That's correct. Progression-free survival was nearly doubled, uh, and uh, so that was a very favorable result. Uh, There's no difference in survival at this point, but very few patients, fortunately, have expired uh, due to their disease. 
And this is true for all of the CDK4-6 inhibitors. In fact, the trials were designed really to pick up a difference in progression-free survival uh, because otherwise they would have to have been much longer. But you do bring up an important point, um, and that is, should we be demanding that all new approved drugs actually improve overall survival? And that's a difficult question to, to answer. Uh, what we did do in this study, though, is we looked at quality of life. Uh, because over time, quality of life may fall as the cancer progresses, and we wanted to see if Cascali made an impact on that. And that data will also be presented, and in fact it did. If you look at patient-related outcomes based on questionnaires, looking at physical functioning and side effects and quality of life, they actually were better in the Cascali arm as well. Okay, and you bring up an important point too um, about side effects. Sometimes the side effects can be so severe that a woman may question, do I want to stay on this treatment? What Were the side effects any different in the premenopausal women as opposed to the other studies looking at postmenopausal women? The side effect profile was pretty much in the same range. Uh, a lot of the side effects were actually due to side effects we typically attribute to aromatase inhibitors. And about three quarters of the patients were on aromatase inhibitors and one quarter were on tamoxifen. That was actually up to the patient and physician unless they had recently had one or the other drug in the early stage setting. If it had been less than a year, then they had to go on the alternate drug. So a lot of the side effects were due to that. Uh, the one main side effect we saw due to uh, Cascali was a drop in the white count. It was usually asymptomatic. In fact, uh, the development of an infection was quite rare. It was 2% or less. So uh, the uh, side effect profile was very similar as to what has been reported with other uh, drugs of this class. Okay. And help me understand, too, for this particular combination, would a woman stay on it as long as it is effective, or is it for a certain time frame, like you take, you get it for a year, you get it for six months, something like that? So, so the treatment duration is the same as we would normally use in practice for any cancer agent, as long as there is no progression of the cancer and the drug is being tolerated reasonably well, we continued on treatment, so that's how the trial was designed. Okay, and finally, now this is one study with favorable results, do you think it's possible that this particular study could change practice. I mean, I know Kiskali is already approved, so I guess potentially if a, if a doctor thought that this might help a patient, the doctor could prescribe it in this way. Um, how do you see practice changing, I guess, as a result of your study? Yes, primarily in premenopausal patients. I think in postmenopausal patients, uh, these drugs, CDK inhibitors in general, are, are very commonly used. Uh, in premenopausal patients, uh, there was some hint that it may be effective. Uh, the earlier trials with Ibrantz and Vasilidex, uh, uh, some of those patients actually did receive ovarian suppression with inject monthly injections, but it was a small subset of the study. It didn't have the statistical power that this one had. So I guess what I would say is that uh, physicians and patients can feel more confident now that if they are premenopausal, that this is clearly an effective therapy. Great. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.